my fellow Schwoklords, what is up? Welcome to this episode of Cancel Schweezy. Uh, the tagline I think we're going with is the show I do instead of going to therapy, because I feel like that sh- sums everything up very easily. Welcome to the show. I am the Foreplay King, a.k.a. Schweezy, as I'm better known. Uh, and uh, we're Schweg. I've had to, I, I had a conversation with Micah the other day. And I'm like, you know, like, you and a couple other people are the only people who still call me Sam. Which, I mean, like, I don't, you can call me Sam if you want to, but it's, like, very, my non, I don't know. For me, if you call me Sam, it's very much, you're more business than anything else. But, like, most of my friends just call me, like, Schweg or Schweezy, you know, shit like that. Uh, But anyways, no, I just had a friend text me. Like, my dad wants to learn how to play Fortnite. Um, anyways, though, welcome to the show today, uh, uh, where most people call me Schweezy or Schweg, and Micah and Josh and Austin call me Sam. Uh, welcome to the show today, a uh, very good show, a show I do instead of going to therapy. Welcome, everyone. I'm very happy you're here, very happy you're listening to the show today. I hope I impress you, because this has to be the best episode I've ever made. That's facts. But anyways, um, I have music on Spotify under Shweezy, so go check out Shweezy on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube, wherever you listen to music at, I'm there, and I need to be listened to, because I need attention to say survive, I'm like Tinkerbell. So go check my music, I have two EPs out right now, Ride or Die was my recent release, and the beginning of the pandemic I released King, an EP that I was not able to tour on, and that was a bummer, and... Yeah, that's that's the whole situation. So go check out my music on there. Um, I do stream and play video games on Twitch every Thursday and sometimes on Monday. Uh, I just recently got an Xbox, and so I'm hoping to switch my Fortnite streams over on Xbox instead of on Switch. But I'll still play Switch games every once in a while. Uh, I'm a big Nintendo fan, but I needed a main series console to hold me over till I get a... Uh, PlayStation 5. But anyways, though, I stream. I uh, play a lot of Fortnite. I play a lot of Pokemon. Uh, go check me out there. Follow, because that the follow is free. But however, I also do want to talk about on Twitch, they do have a subscribe button, typically around $5 a month. But however, if you have an Amazon Prime account, what you can do is combine the two, and with the Amazon Prime account, you get one free subscribe a month. Not a follow, one free subscribe every month and why not use it for a good old Shweezy because that's a great way to financially support him with the service you already have and uh if you don't use that actual service Jeff Bezos gets an extra five dollars so you don't want that shit so go check out us on Twitch and uh subscribe for that help support the show and not spend any extra money than you already do we also have a Patreon page for the ultimate Schwoke Lords uh five dollars a month gets you ad free episodes of the shows I do Great way to say thank you for being a friend. And for what it's worth, I appreciate you, you bitch. Uh, but anyways, though, that's $5 a month ad-free episodes. Just one tier right now. If we bang more tiers, we're, we're going to make them along the line. Uh, but if you want to support me for free, just which is honestly what I would ask any human being to do, like the show on Like It on YouTube. Subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts on. We're even on YouTube, I know, that people don't watch my podcast yet but we got a lot of audio listeners which is i mean 
not complaining though. I kind of want the YouTube audience though. I've been like, I'm focused on the YouTube stat, not the overall like who's listening stat, which is not a good thing for me. But also leave a review wherever you get your podcast at because I would like you to tell me how much I suck. That's what I want you to do. That's the this is the type of guy you get. So I need to bring the soundboard back. I think I need to bring the soundboard back. That's another thing. So that's what I'll say here for today. Um, Nevertheless, he persisted. Let's keep going. Uh, let's get into the show right now. Let's start off with previous week right now. Previous week right now is articles of news that I found on the internet that I didn't read, but I liked the titles. So I put them in, and right now, I actually did not... I, I'm going to tell you this. I do not actually read these titles. I know there's some show business things where like I read the articles beforehand and see if they're good enough for the show. No, I actually don't read these articles. I... I just read the titles. If the title makes me laugh, then we read the article right now while I'm recording. I'm not lying to you. That is previous week right now. So let's get started uh, with this. Um, we got a lot of Russian. We got the first two are Russian articles. So let's uh, don't be stingy, people. Um, Soviet TV version of Lord of the Rings rediscovered after 30 years. And this is from The Guardian. You know The Guardian for such hits as... Um, sorry, I don't know any other hits. Anyways, uh, a Soviet television adaptation of Lord of the Rings thought to have been lost to time was rediscovered and posted on YouTube last week, delighting Russian language fans of J.R.R. Tolkien. The 1991 made-for-TV film Chronicle, based on Tolkien's The Fellowship of the Rings, is the only adaptation of his Lord of the Rings trilogy believed to have been made in the Soviet Union. Okay. Aired 10 years before the release of the first installment of Peter Jackson's movie trilogy, the low-budget film appears ripped from another age. The costumes and sets are rudimentary, the special effects are ludicrous, and many of the scenes look more like a theater production than a feature-length film. The score composed of Andrei Romanov of the rock band Akvarium also lends a distinctly Soviet ambiance to the production, which was reportedly aired just once on television before disappearing into the archives of Leningrad Television. Leningrad Television's successor, successor, 5TV, can't believe they changed the name, abruptly posted the film to YouTube last week, Part 1 and Part 2, where it has gained more than 800,000 views within several days. Fans have been searching the archives but had not able to find this film for decades, wrote World of Fantasy, a Russian-language publication that has written about adaptations of Tolkien's work. There should be a statue to the person who found and died digitize this okay I'm, i can't read apparently one commenter posted earlier adaptations and event even translations of tokens work in the soviet union were hard to come by with some convinced that the story of an alliance of men elves and dwarves fighting a totalitarian eastern power had been blocked by the censors but another suggestion for the sparsity of translation, was that Tolkien's intricate plot and linguistics invention made it difficult to translate into Russian without either adultering the original or leaving Soviet audiences without any idea of what was happening. Nonetheless, the shockingly adaptation appeared to scratch a nostalgic itch for many who watched it. 
It is as absurd and monstrous as it is divine and magnificent. The opening song is especially lovely. Thanks to the one who found this rarity, wrote another. And the opening song, Romanoff sign, sings a rough translation of Tolkien's description of the origins of the rings of power. Something just fell in my home. And I'll check that when we do an ad break. Uh, which three are given to the elves, seven to the dwarves, and nine to the mortal men? Doomed to die. The Soviet version includes some plot elements left out of Jackson's 93 million blockbuster, including an appearance by the character Tom Bombadil, a forest dweller cut from the English language version because he was too long-winded and failed to move the plot forward. The first Soviet Samizdat translation of Fellowship of the Rings was produced in 1966, more than a decade after Tolkien's book of that name was published. After the first published translation came out in the Soviet Union in 1982, although its sequel, The Two Towers and The Return of the King, were not released until years later. In 1985, Leningrad Television aired its first version of Tolkien's work, a low-budget adaptation of The Hobbit featuring ballet dancers from what is now the Berinsky Theater, and a mustachioed narrator standing in for Tolkien. The abridged production titled The Fantastic Journey of Mr. Bilbo Baggins, The Hobbit, skips over the trolls and elves in an hour-long romp that was long believed to be the only finished Tolkien adaptation produced during the Soviet Union. According to World of Fantasy, a 1991 adaptation version of The Hobbit called The Treasure Under the Mountain was scrapped, leaving only six minutes of the trilogy was a hit in Russia. Many young Russians watched a version dubbed by the translator Dmitry Puchkov uh, under the pseudonym Goblin, which was notable for its expletive-laden reinterpretation of the text. In that version, Frodo is called... Fyodor Mikhailovich, Legolas was pronounced Baltic, I don't know how to pronounce that accent, and Aragorn yells, whoever doesn't hit an orc in the ass as his archers let their arrows fly during the defense of Helm's Deep. So I'm very interested in this, and I think Micah would be very interested in this. He's not very well uh, versed in how the internet works, and so I'm hoping that if Micah listens to this episode, I'm calling him out saying he needs to look this up. And Micah, text me immediately when you're listening to this, if you think, if you're actually listening to this, that there's a Russian Lord of the Rings. I guarantee you haven't brought it up to me and uh, you need to bring it up to me. But, so go check that out. But I hope, I don't know if I want to watch this movie because unless it has subtitles, when, when you watch a movie with subtitles, look, I know there's good films out there in other languages, but also, when I watch a movie, and also, you all know the trash I fucking watch, uh, I, don't, I don't do it for uh, the plot. I, I like just subtle entertainment. I do keep subcaptains on just to make sure I don't mishear a word because my brain does that a lot of times. But no, one time, I, this, this reminds me of a story. So uh, let's talk about the uh, Chronicles of Narnia for a second. Uh, one time, so... Chronicles of Narnia, obviously, they have three movies that were well-produced by Disney. Uh, quality, uh, how you like the movies is up to you, but uh, very. I think I would say they're well-produced. Like, they're quality, at least quality made. Like, you don't have to hate, you know, you say a movie's bad, but the quality of how it was made is very good. So, 
but they only made Disney only made three. So Micah was binging the movies. And he's like, I'm gonna go to the to uh, the fourth movie. What was it? The Secret Chair or whatever the fuck it was now called. Then we we were watching it. It was the BBC. It was a BBC version. Very low budget. Looked like shit. Anyways, though, I was having a good time. I was watching it. Anyways, right before the big climax scene, Micah pauses the movie. We're watching it from YouTube from my laptop, like from a cord. And he's like, okay, I have to, I have to prep you for this. Uh, she's going to turn to a snake. I'm like, God damn it. Like the witch queen is going to turn to a snake. I'm like, God damn it, Micah. And then he's like, no, I needed you to mentally prepare for this. And uh, then we play it. And this is what it looks like. So I'm pointing up right now post i'm going to post a picture of this fucking snake i laughed my ass off so fucking hard and i'm like okay i understand why you had to prep me for this because i was not prepared for what the fuck i just saw right now this is fucking low budget fucking snake i just watched right now all right now i can go away anyways um that's what it reminded me of and uh, you know y'all know i love micah but also mike if you're listening go fuck yourself so Anyways, let's move on to the next article. Um, this is from the Moscow Times. It's a very big Russia episode today, folks. Putin named Russia's hottest man from the Moscow Times. The thirst is real for Russians who still want someone like Putin after all these years of bare-chested horse riding and rugged hunting excursions. According to a poll by the superjob.ru job board published Friday, 80% of men and 17% of women surveyed named Vladimir President Vladimir Putin as Russia's most handsome man. The 68-year-old bachelor is the only individual to receive double digits in the open-ended questionnaire. 19% of men named themselves as Russia's most handsome men, while 8% of women said they are no handsome men and there are no handsome men in Russia. Russia still called Vladimir Putin the most attractive, famous man in the country, superjob.ru declared, despite the 1% dip in his ratings from last year. Please tell me if my Russian accent is good. I would love to know. Neither actor, no athlete, or other politicians can compete with him today, it said. Indeed, the commando-in-chief maintained a comfortable lead on his closest competitors, actors Dmitry Nagyev and Danila Kozlovsky and uh, Konstantin Kabensky, whose handsomeness was identified by a mere 2 to 3% of respondents. Superjob.ru said it carried out the in-person survey among 1,000 men and 1,000 women in more than 300 Russian cities between March 22nd through April 1st. The results were published days after lawmakers passed legislation allowing Putin to remain president until 2036, when Russia's biggest crush turned 83. So... Something about this, because I think like Russia's American equivalent is Donald Trump. And I think about this idea that Donald Trump is the most attractive man in America. And I guarantee you there are Republicans out there who would fuck him because their current husbands are also ugly as well. Um, but also there's the there's a part of me wanting to think like maybe maybe this is real. Maybe this is like a real article where there are no good looking men in Russia and Vladimir Putin is the best looking man in Russia. And there's um, the part of me, I say that as like a joke. Then I'm like, 
Well, I've watched a lot of 90 Day Fiance, and all the women, and it's only women from Russia looking for American men. Like, it's not, uh, it's not the other way around. It's always Russian women looking for American men. And I have to think they're, they, maybe that's a correct thing. Maybe no good-looking men live in Russia. It's a thing. All the good-looking women live in America, but also... I don't think it's that hard to please a man, like, to actually get a man to like you, like, it's not that hard. Like, the ugly guys know what they're doing, too. Like, ugly, I found an ugly, I texted Josh today, we all know who fucking Josh is, fucking, that fucking guy. Uh, I texted him today, okay, I'm gonna pull it up, because I feel like this is an important text to read out loud right now, sorry, I was like, maybe I won't mention Josh in this podcast and then uh now i'm gonna do it so and i i sent him this text today do you ever see a woman so ugly who has a child and you want to know the sick fuck who clapped her cheeks he uh has never thought that because that's like my thought um i think about that a lot and uh like i see a woman's like i have a child i'm like who the fuck had sex with you um but I also live in a big city, so um, can we consider Nashville a big city? I consider it a big city. Um, nevertheless, he persisted. Um, either this article is fake or is actually true, and I, I'm sad to say I'm leaning towards actually true, but it's most likely fake, folks. So um, let's move on. We we used to do this a lot, but I haven't done this in a while, so I feel the need. I feel like this is a time in our life that we need to do this again. We have a Garth Brooks update. Garth Brooks, we have an update on what the hell Garth Brooks is doing. The weirdest man to ever exist, uh, in my retrospect. A man I'm obsessed with, who I also live in the same city as, and also have never met. So, there's a weird thing with me and Garth. There's a weird, there's a weird connection I have with Garth. He's the same age as my mom. I think my mom said when we were at the Country Music Hall of Fame that he was like literally like a couple months younger than my mom. Why am I obsessed with this man? I don't know. But anyways, we have a Garth update. Let's, let's go through it. It's from today.com. It could be uh, Good Morning Today or USA Today. I don't know what the fuck this is. Anyways, um, let's read the title. Garth Brooks. I'm going to start this over because I just totally fucked up how I said that. Uh, Garth Brooks explains why he always bows to wife Trisha Yearwood on stage from today. Country music fans who've had the good fortune to see Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood share the same stage have also seen how they finish up a duet. The Brooks taking a deep bow towards his wife and more often than not, Yearwood returning the sweet gesture. But how did that honor start between them? That's what one music lover wanted to know when Brooks took questions for the latest episode of his Facebook series and I have to learn I have to redo my Garth impression inside Studio G the fan tweeted a question to the to the Friends in Lowest Places singer asking I was wondering when where and how did the bowing towards each other tradition start I love it such respect and then and the answer from Brooks was real shocker dash line initially now I'm going to be doing my Garth impression, so I hope y'all like it. I don't know how to say this, but when we first started singing together, she told me I had to bow. 
he said to the camera as he held one hand over his heart. After every song, I had to bow to her. Despite his deadpan delivery, a couple of things indicated that he wasn't exactly serious. First, there was his delayed laughter after saying it, and then there was a voice that cried out in the background. I don't think so, a woman. No, that's that's Trisha. I don't think so. A woman who may or may not have been Yearwood could could be heard correcting him from off screen. Oh, yeah, you're singing with the queen. He continued with a smile. Then she probably started feeling guilty. I was bowing, so she'd bow back. But the truth behind the situation, which he started many years ago, was far simpler and sweeter. I think it's just respect, he said with sincerity. Long before I thought it was even possible to date the woman, much less marry her, I was the biggest fan of Trisha Yearwood's voice you can imagine. One of the greatest crimes in country music history right now is that Trisha Yearwood is not in the Country Music Hall of Fame yet. That is a crime because I can tell you, I can't tell you how many people have moved to this town, and quotations, Nashville, because of this woman's voice. This is the greatest singer we have in country music, music arguably. So, a, as a huge, huge fan, he added that bowing is, to her is out of respect for her gift, of her talent, and the fact that she's done it on her own as a woman in this business. That's a thousand times harder than any guy to make it in this business. Of course, anyone who has been a fan of his since 2005 Union with Yearwood would find that to be no surprise at all. Brooks has long spoken about his love and admiration for the woman he frequently calls the Queen. For instance, in February, Yearwood fell ill with COVID-19, and although Brooks didn't test positive himself, he decided to quarantine by her side. Anyone who knows me... Oh, sorry. I... Sorry, that's it. Anyone who knows me knows my world begins and ends with Miss Yearwood. So she and I will ride through this together. He said in a statement at the time, and anyone who knows her, she's a fighter and she's been doing everything right. So I know we'll walk out the other side of this thing together. So that's the end of the article. Um, I know I have the body type and the talent to be able to be Garth in a uh, a biopic, and I would honestly accept the role very quickly. And I think I did promise on a podcast Trisha Yearwood would go to Mary Cutter, who's very great. Um, nevertheless, though, Trisha does belong in the Country Music Hall of Fame. She is very talented and very great. Um, we, I, I, you know, I, we goof. Garth makes me laugh a lot, but we I mean we obviously know Garth is a very talented guy, and. Honestly, no, like listening, I, I know like the reason I picked this article is how goofy it sounded from the title, like Garth Brooks bows, bows to Trisha Yearwood. But no, I definitely think Trisha belongs in the Country Music Hall of Fame. I've been to the Country Music Hall of Fame. It's in the town I live in. I went with my parents because they uh, they wanted to do something. And I was like, well, I mean, I think I'd enjoy the Country Music Hall of Fame. And they were like, okay. And my dad was very excited. He's like, do you guys have a senior discount? Because my dad's in his 60s now. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But no, um, like, I, like you know, I'm not a big country music fan, but I'm also a big fan of music. So the actual Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville is very was very fun for me. I very much enjoyed it a lot, just being a music fan. Like, I'm, you know, I took a music history class in college, and, like, the, fir- the there's one and two. One was awful as shit. 
two was a lot of fun because you go through jazz, you go through like the 19th or the 20th century would be it. Uh, the 20th century music is always what intrigues me because you have the 80s, you have the 20s, you have the 40s, and you have like what was going on in the world and shit like that. And it's really fun. And so like going to the Country Music Hall of Fame was really fun for me. Like I didn't think I was going to like it that much. I thought my parents were because my grandpa, uh, may he rest in peace, World War II veteran, he killed more Nazis than I did. So he's cooler than I am. But uh, but no, he was always into like the Grand Old Opry, like television streams and all the random ass country variety shows. So no, it was very it was very cool. So the Country Music Hall of Fame, uh, for those not in Nashville and you're coming to Nashville and you're thinking about like what to do and you enjoy music, not even if you're like a music fan. Not okay, saying you're not a country music fan. Country Music Hall of Fame is very fun. It's a very fun thing. And there was like they had like a recreation of a studio. I'm like this is poorly organized. That was me, because I have to complain about everything. But no. Uh, nevertheless, he persisted. Trisha Yearwood needs to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. She, I do think she's really talented, and I do think Trisha is great. As much as I think Garth is weird, I think Trisha is really great. And uh, Trisha, no, Trisha deserves to be in the Country Music Hall of Fame. There's some other artists who've been inducted that probably don't need to be inducted, but Trisha does. I will agree with Garth on that. And uh, nevertheless, he persisted. The last article we have for uh, previous week right now is from the great state of Florida. Thank you, Florida, for always uh, giving me content. Uh, this is from News ja- News for Jacks, which is out of Jacksonville, Florida. If you didn't know, that's what the Jacks is for. Uh, Jacksonville Botox doctor drank four loco champagne during consultation. A man who was performing Botox treatment has been arrested and charged with practicing or attempting to practice medicine without a medical license, according to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Director Mike Bruno with the Sheriff's Office called it one of the most bizarre cases he's come across in his career during a Wednesday afternoon news conference. Bruno says the Sheriff's Office received a tip from another law enforcement agency that Nelson Turin was performing Botox treatment without a medical license and without the appropriate state certifications. Uh, Bruno said investigators found several videos online showing Turin injecting clients with Botox and doing other treatments. He said during the investigation, detectives came across an advertisement for a Bubbles and Botox event. The Botox was for the clients. The Bubbles was for the clients. And the doctor, Bruno, said Turin was also consuming champagne and Four Loco, which is a malt beverage. Thank you for telling us what fucking Four Loco is. Um, He would do this during the patient's consultations while he would sit down and have the patients on the table and basically telling them what they would do or what he would need to do and what kind of services they would be provided. According to Bruno, detective who posing as a client during a on March 12th, visit went into the spa on San Jose Boulevard to talk about a Botox treatment during a consultation with the detective. Bruno said Turin was seen consuming alcoholic beverages. Bruno said Turin set up an injection kit, used a marker to identify different areas for an injection and prepared to perform a treatment. That's when our other detectives came in and stopped him where he was and he 
he was arrested prior to doing any of these services on the undercover officer, Bruno said. Bruno said investigators checked the Florida Department of Health and Department of Business and Professional Regulations for licensing. He's not a doctor. He's not an advanced nurse practitioner. He's not authorized to possess the Botox, the lidocaine, or any of the other drugs, Bruno said. According to the sheriff's office, Turn received training from an institute in Orlando where he obtained certification in oral surgery in Phlebotomy, Bruno and Turin set, used this certification license number to obtain the medical drugs illegally. He said Turin would provide Botox treatment at deeply discounted cost. Of the items police confiscated was a vial with a expression date in 2020. The preservatives won't work, explained Dr. Linda Quinn, who practices in Jacksonville Beach. Would anybody drink expired milk, for example? Additionally, Bruno, in turn, was charged with three counts of possession of legend drugs without a prescription with intent to sell or deliver and leading the public to believe he was a licensed medical doctor. Legend drug and drugs are required by law to be dispensed to the public only on prescription of a licensed physician. All right, so that's the end of the article. Here's the question I have. Was he good at the Botox? Because if he was good at the Botox, I have a lot more things I'm interested in when thinking about that. Because if he was good at the Botox, because my idea with plastic surgery and anything like that, like, look, if you want to change something about yourself, don't get too carried away, but also, you probably, I don't know, plastic surgery is a, a, a tricky thing, but I say, look, look, if this is a real problem, a real, real, real problem, go fix it. Like, some people have fucked up noses, and like, you know, people have fucked up teeth, and we get braces, and we don't say that shit about someone's nose, like, but with someone's teeth, we'll be fine with it, so... Plastic surgery is fine. I, I hate the over-the-top shit. Like, you can get addicted to surgeries. I mean, I think Mike... From what I heard, Michael Jackson kept doing it to get the drugs. Like, the painkillers and shit like that. So, a lot of shit there. But anyways, though... Like, if it's something subtle to fix your appearance once, it's fine. But also, don't get addicted to that shit. Because there's still an addiction to plastic surgery. But also, with, like, this Botox situation... How good was he at this? I want to know how good... Was he, like, a savant or whatever at this? Like, he was super good at doing these plastic surgeries? Or was he very shitty? Because that's the question. Because, like, if he was, like, really good at it, he could have done it, like, a black market style, cheaper than an actual doctor, and someone gets it. I don't know. That's my thoughts on that. But also, Florida keeps staying weird because I need the content. So thank you. Video games can be expensive. Most start at $60 with new consoles such as the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. New games are even starting at $70. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there you're only going to play once and then never pick up again. I know, I bought some games that are now just collecting dust on a shelf in my home. Uh, that's where Gamefly comes in perfect. A Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done with them, just send them back, and uh, they'll send you the next one on your queue. Uh, and if you end up loving the game, best thing you can do is buy it at the best use price possible through Gamefly. Using our link in the description, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. 
When you're trying to lose some extra pounds or staying healthy, you understand how big of a deal working out is. Now, getting the most out of your workout is important to not only me, but many others out there. Are you wanting to gain muscle, lose weight, or even gain some energy to get the most out of your workout? FNX Fitness is here for you. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So your boy Shweezy got his first round of the COVID vaccine. So I got it at Music City Center, um, which I do want to say, if you're in Nashville, uh, this is probably the be- easiest way, like if you're in the city, like I am, it's probably the best, and I think it's free way to get the vaccine, because um, I think it's free, and they didn't ask me for any uh, financial information, but we'll see, but I don't, I think it's pretty much free, I think they want, every- I think the world wants everyone to get fucking vaccinated, um, but it was no, it was free at Music City Center, go to their website, and just just Google Music City Center vaccine. Uh, you'll be fine. I don't know the exact website. Sorry, folks. Uh, but no, everyone make a plan to go get their vaccine, especially in Nashville. I know we have other people who don't live here uh, in Nashville. But if you are living in Nashville, please fucking make a plan to get your vaccine. And also, everyone not in Nashville, figure out a plan to get your vaccine so you can actually get it. Because I want the world to return to where I'm uh, making out with women at random ass bars and going to random ass bars. And why are all my examples at bars? That's a good question, folks. So um, I went to Music City, Music City Center. It's in downtown Asheville. Now, look, they did a fantastic job uh, with everything. They figured out every nook and cranny of how to make the most efficient way to get through everything and get the vaccine very quickly. It, I didn't spend more than 30 minutes there. Like literally my appointment was like, there's like come between the hours of 2 PM to 3 PM. And I showed up at 2 PM. I got out by 2:30. So nevertheless, they did a really good job and they, they are doing a really good job. And I really think they're doing really good for my study, but also, um, I do a podcast. So I'm going to complain about this, <laughs> about this overall. It was a good, it was a good experience for me. Like getting this, it was very efficient they did a really good job. They they had everything set up perfectly, and I cannot complain about how they did that. But I'm going to complain about the nitty-gritty details because that's what you come to this show for. So I took an Uber because it was downtown, and I didn't really want to deal with parking. So I took an Uber downtown, and uh, they dropped me off. I, I realized it was the wrong side. Um, not the Uber driver's fault. My fault, because I'm an idiot. Um, so basically, I had to walk there. And then basically, you get in there, and you basically have to walk the entire fucking Music City Center to get where you need to go. Like, you literally walk the entire thing uh, to get where you need to go. So much fucking walking. Uh, I checked my, like, steps. By the time I got home, by the time I got home, I checked my steps. Ended up being 2,502 steps in exactly one mile. Like, I literally walked a mile in a singular building. It was so much walking. 
Um, but like I, I'm trying to say, like it was very efficient. It was very well done. Like this, I'm telling you, people, it was a good thing to do this there um, at Music City Center. I'm telling you, it was a really good. It was a really good experience. But I'm I do a podcast, so I have to complain about everything. And I'm probably and I'm Jewish too, so I have to complain about that too. Um, so, but also before the walking, you walk in, you go to like the first desk. And um, the lady behind the desk, first of all, was like, are you here for your second dose? And my reaction, like, no, I'm here for my first. And then uh, and then we're like, OK, what's your name? And I Schwegler. And they're like, S-C-H. And I have to fucking spell Schwegler out for some fucking reason. Uh, we as a society don't know that's the name, uh, even though there's not a lot of us. Um, but no, we, we persisted. Um, my brain goes on this rant though when she said is this your second dose my mind goes to what the fuck are you saying do i look like a high-risk fat individual that needs he's already on his fucking second dose no i'm not my second dose i'm a healthy individual who has a couple extra pounds who is on his first dose so thank you i'm here to get my first covid vaccine uh miss me with that bullshit uh, that's how my mind works. I do not think her intentions were like that. That's how my brain works, folks. And that's what, that's the way it is. So uh, we basically have go, I walked basically a mile uh, to finally get my vaccine. You fill out a form and I apparently filled it out wrong. So I had to redo it. <laughs> and, you know, like the guy could have been like, God damn it, you fucking idiot like you fill this out wrong but he was just like oh it looks like you filled it out wrong and then i'm not a dick to people in public or a dick to people i don't know i'm like my bad i'm kind of stupid <laughs> so i had to go back and fucking fill it out <laughs> they're like they took pens and they're like we're gonna sanitize the pens <laughs> and, and, and i'm like hey i need a pen they're like here i'll give you a sanitized one like fucking bullshit because <laughs> i'm the fucking idiot in this group <laughs> it's like fill out the form correctly and then I, I finally can get my vaccine so i'm sitting down with the guy i'm sitting left hand to the guy so um if you're watching uh, and if i'm um, left arm to the guy who's about to uh shoot me with a little uh fizzy he he's like so basically talk i have to verify my hipaa shit uh and then he's like do you want in your left hand or your right hand and there was the first part of me it's like well i play guitar uh, how it's like you, you you might be not fun to play guitar for one day, uh. But then there's also maybe I want to masturbate, <laughs> and so I'm like just do it in my left hand. But it's also the closest one, so it's kind of like a two in one. So I covered up the idea of shoot me in my left hand because I still want to masturbate. So uh, he shoots me in my left arm, and uh, I'm like I'm from the '90s, so uh, therefore uh, my birthday starts with 19 uh and then so therefore uh gen z thinks i'm old and so like they're i'm I'm like i'm ready for like a super bad like like shot and we're gonna go with the last shot i got was when my lip got super infected and got super big and the very beautiful nurse was like we're gonna have to give you a uh, a steroid shot in your buttocks i'm like okay and i'm like Oh, she means ass because uh, doctors speak normal words. I don't. And then I got shot my ass and then I sprained my back doing it. 
Oh my god. And so, no, anyways, no. So I'm with this covered vaccine. I'm, I'm, I'm just expecting the worst to happen. I'm expecting this very, and I get blood work a lot. So I'm ex- expecting this very brutal needle that I'm scarred from from my childhood where my mom said, my mom tricked me into going to the dentist's office and lied to me. It was a good thing. Look, folks, I'm okay with her getting me vaccinated as a child. Um, but I am aware she tricked me into getting them to not make me not feel bad, which um, I will say the end justifies the memes. Uh, nevertheless, though, so I get the shot and I'm like, I'm like bracing for like this brutal pain shot in my arm. And then it's like this tiny little poke. I'm like, oh, and then it's like he pokes me and I'm expecting it to go further. And he's like, that's it. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, when we were kids, I, I just assume like, you know, I just remember when we were kids and like the shots were brutal. And then the doctor, then the, I don't know if he was a doctor or not. I'm going to, I'm just going to say he's a doctor just to up his ante. He's like, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, I also look like I'm 17. So he probably feels really good with that compliment when I agree that we were both children at the same time. So he went on to do great things. He's doing great things in the world. And I am talking to you about a lot of bullshit. Uh, So I'm like, I'm so used to though, like, I don't know why when I was a kid, I was a kid, I was born in 1993. So people argue that I wasn't an actual 90s kid because I was seven in 2000. But at the same time, I'm kind of, I identify as a 90s kid because uh, when you live in the state of Kansas, everything's like a lot of years behind. So you can't, I was definitely a 90s kid. I, I will say a 2000s kid as well because I do love the emo music, but same time as that. So it was just like the tiniest pinch. <laughs> I was like, oh, accepting, I was expecting a lot worse. So uh, that was funny, though. But I'm glad I got it in the left arm. because It's just like I still want to masturbate tomorrow. <laughs> but also, everyone, I want to say, everyone, get your vaccines. Um, there are no Karens there because Karens don't believe in the vaccines. And everyone there is a normal fucking human being. So. Uh, if that's the idea of like, I don't want to deal with a fucking Karen, like, you know, Walmart shit, like you're not dealing with them. They are, uh, not getting the vaccine because they're fucking R worded, R worded, meaning Republican. Um, so I guess I have to talk about, um, my side effects. So I did have some side effects. My arm definitely hurt the next day. Like you just had like a sore spot, no big deal, but I also felt like a little droggy. And here's the problem with that. Uh, I was drinking that night, and um, I couldn't figure out if it was a hangover or the actual vaccine. I'm going to say 25% hangover, 75% vaccine, but it wasn't that actual bad. Regardless, though, folks, I want everyone to get the vaccine. We need to get to a point where I can actually fucking play music ago, and I actually feel like I should actually stay in shape folks so please fucking get your fucking vaccines please to fucking god my parents both have it i do not know what my brother has it he's also gay so i know he's probably worried about hiv which i don't know if the covid vaccine gives hiv i don't know and um good luck to him um whatever the fuck he's doing he's also kind of a dick so it's okay to be be me you're like oh you're being me too mean to him he's a dick in real life so you can you can be mean to him i make fun of him and that evens out our like friendship as siblings. So nevertheless, he persisted. 
So it's time for what am I watching? What I'm watching on uh, my TV. And uh, y'all are interested in this for some fucking reason. So uh, this, we're not doing a movie review. We we do have movie reviews and we do have what I'm watching. I'm trying to split the two up. So what I'm watching is an easier thing for me to create content out of. So I have a, Disco- <laughs> a Discovery Plus account. And uh, Discovery Plus includes TLC, which is content that I'm a big fan of <laughs> uh, because I am also trash. I'm Kansas trash. And I know you're thinking... Don't talk about yourself so sadly, if that's the best word for this. Um, but remember, just because you're trash does not mean you can't do great things. That's why it's called garbage can and not garbage cannot. So miss me with your goddamn fucking bullshit. So anyways, I, I, I just, uh, so I went to the search in Discovery Plus because as all the great TLC shows, TLC standing for the Learning Channel, for those of you who didn't know, the Learning Channel. Um, let's get into this. Uh, I found a show called, I typed in sex, I found a show called Strange Sex. And uh, I've been binging that shit nonstop. And I haven't finished it, but, however, I have written down the episodes that make me laugh. There's a lot of episodes that don't make me laugh. Like there was a woman who uh, was so traumatized. She was Muslim and her husband was Muslim. And so they basically did not have sex before marriage. And uh, basically when she went to a gynecologist, oh, sorry, I'm going to say it correctly. OGBYN. That's probably going to be easier for me to say. Uh, She went to an OGBYN to get like a pap smear and she wanted to get on birth control because obviously when uh, her and her actual husband have sex, she doesn't want to get pregnant right away but like she tightened up like during the pap smear or whatever i don't know what goes on during a pap smear will i want to know maybe someday but i don't um and like she she had like panic her vagina had a panic attack she didn't have a panic attack but her vagina did and like basically her and her husband had to go like a year and a half into marriage before she decided to go to like some weird doctor who was like, all right, I'm going to finger you. And then you're going to finger yourself. Now get comfortable with that and like get more comfortable. And then eventually your husband's going to stick your dick in your vagina. And, uh, that's the way it is. And a lot of thoughts I had while watching this show where it's like, there are some couples in an idea where we're not having, we haven't had sex for like three, five years, three to five years. And I'm like, can you not give oral? Like, for real, like, okay, so you're a woman, uh, you're, you get, like, a severe disease every time you nut, like, a woman, when a woman nuts, and then you and your husband are not having a good time, can't you just fucking blow your husband and, like, figure that shit out? That's, that's an idea in my head, but I know with couples, it's a little bit more complicated. Every couple is, I know with me and a couple, me and someone else, it's a little more complicated, but, like, from the outside looking in, it's not that complicated, so... Um, yeah, so I wrote down all the ones I thought were funny (laughs) because, uh, this podcast is not made to bum you out. So let's get into it. First one I wrote down 73 year old former model goes on dates with 33 year old men. Um, so, you know, the, the idea, so like the idea with this, the 33 year old man is like, you know, if you've never had sex with an older woman, you're missing out. But the 73 year old woman's like, I got married super young, and uh, when we, I eventually got divorced in a messy divorce, I realized that I wanted to go back to when I was 27 
and date men around that age. And so I'm like, okay, that makes a little sense, you know, with the the mental mindset. But the guy's like, you know, you, you don't know what's going on until you have sex with an older, a very older woman. And, you know, people will talk to me. Look, I like women a little bit older than me, but 33 to 73 is a little bit different from, like, 27 to 37, okay? So calm your goddamn fucking tits. So I feel like the guy was weird in that episode, but the 73-year-old woman, you know, it's cool. Good for you. You know, if you're a 73-year-old man and you're having sex with 33-year-old women, it's not that big of a deal. Apparently, we have as a society have decided that is normal. So go fuck yourself. Uh, a woman who can think her way into an orgasm without touching herself. Okay, yeah. So this woman's like, like you know, just sitting down and like can think her way into an orgasm. You know, it's fine. You know, everyone get off your own fucking way. But then she's like doing classes with like five people. There's like three women, two guys, and they're like getting themselves up. I, you know, I didn't jizz, but uh, I had an orgasm. Like, why don't y'all just fucking fuck each other? I don't know what the fuck is going on here, folks. I don't know what you're doing, but you could easily just have sex with each other and you'll enjoy that a lot more than what the hell you think you're having in your head. Okay? So shut the fuck up. Oh, this one's a good one. Oh, the next one. Dude has sexual anorexia and it came from child abuse. Okay, so this guy was like, he he was having sex with like sex with his wife normally and then he eventually just stopped and it was like a like trauma cut type thing in his head and i get that i get that idea of someone who's like you know i had sexual trauma when you like no when you were had sexual abuse when you were a child like obviously as an adult you're gonna have some sort of problem as an adult uh it's just this i watched the woody fallon woody allen documentary i'm finally fucking saying his name right um and dylan farrow the as as I hate, I hate fucking getting so serious, the woman she he molested, who was like a small child at the time, like she finds that in her adult relationships, there's like trauma in certain positions they have sex in, and it's 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 shit. I don't like that shit. I guess this guy had this, but he's with a good partner, so he did what I think I would have done in the situation, because if I was with the partner and like we just stopped having sex for a year. There's an idea of, hey, look, we're going to need to actually schedule times that we're going to have sex. And whether or not we enjoy this or not, we need to do this because eventually we're going to get back on track to what we want. And I think that's an idea I've had, but I have not said it as well as they did on the episode. Just letting y'all know. Um, I've probably said it on this podcast and I've not done it correctly. So that was that was a fun episode. Oh, man, this one. Woman in polyamorous relationship. Now, I've talked a lot about poly people. Um, and, and in most situations, unless it's very rare in the situation, everyone is actually, like, okay with the situation. Now, in this situation, that was the case. There was one guy. The woman was poly, but the guy not necessarily was Polly. So he's with her for a couple of years and then eventually she finds another partner and then he's like, I guess she's part of our life. And like, he's so jealous of jealous of the situation. I would not deal with that bullshit folks. I would not deal with that bullshit of my partner's like going to date someone else. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that bullshit. Then eventually she wants to have a child and she goes to her first guy 
the guy who's like probably not into the poly thing, but is on it because she's that odd. And he's like, I don't think we're ready for a child. And then she goes to the other guy, and he's like, yo, we'll have a child. And they have a child. And then he has to raise the fucking child. That's so much fucking bullshit. I would not raise another woman's child in that situation. Now, if I was dating a girl, she's like, look, I have a child. I'd be like, cool. I'm going to be cool with the child. I don't know if I'm going to be the father to that child, but I'm going to be, like, the cool guy to that child. Like, what's up, dude? <laughs> Let's hang out. If it's a boy, I'm definitely telling his friends I'm having sex with his mom. No doubt. I'm definitely doing that. If it's a girl, it's like, hey, look, I'm not your father, but we can be cool. And that's exactly what I'm doing or whatever. Um, so uh, but any woman who thinks they want to reach out to me and wants to be in a poly relationship, go fuck off. I don't want you. You're a trash human being. Um, next one. A woman gets orgasms while giving birth to child. Oh, yeah. She was like she was giving birth she was getting orgasms. So she had three children in the episode. The first two gave her orgasms. Third one didn't. And I have to say, she probably hates the third child more than the other two. It has to happen. It has to be true. We we know it has to be true. We're talking about the learning channel. This this show is trash. Um, next show, a woman keeps urinating during sex. I guess, the, I think they fixed it. I think that the problem was childbirth, but... I guess it was like severe enough where it's, I don't think I'm in a situation where it's like, I'm pounding a girl and then she's like, I need to pee. I'm like, all right, just go. Um, let's just get it out and get going. I have a small bladder too. I've had kidney stones when I was like a small child and I just very much have a small bladder. So when people are like, you got to drink eight glasses of water a day. When I hear that, it's like, if I drink eight glasses of water a day, um, I'm going to be peeing every hour on the hour. So, with water, though, I know they say eight, eight glasses of water a day. No. Only drink when you're thirsty. And you got to understand, like, when you're thirsty, you got to drink water. That's the only thing you got to realize with that. But also, some people might be in different situations than me, and uh, that might not be good advice. So don't listen to that. Um, next one was a man with a balloon fetish. Uh, a guy could only get off with balloons, and he went to a, a balloon fetish party in new york city and he's like i showed up with 100 balloons and i'm gonna leave with a zero i'm like okay um why are you putting this on television okay thank you uh another guy decided he he had no sensitivity in his penis and he blamed the fact that his mother removed his foreskin and he was upset about that and so he figured out he created a device to regrow his foreskin basically stretching out skin around his penis and shit like that so uh for that guy, I think foreskins are gross, and I think women who are okay with foreskins may be gross as well. But I don't know. I'm just one man. Oh, a woman finds out she has two vaginas. Um, we talked about that in a couple episodes ago, but this is different. Uh, she has two ovaries, but one actual vagina. So that was clickbait I was not happy with, and so her actual idea of like get, having a child is different. So... Okay, so we have like two more. A man has a fat fetish, and his he convinces his girlfriend to reach a goal of getting getting to a thousand pounds. Now you all know my idea on bodies. It's look, obesity is not a good thing. However, like the idea of like a healthy body type is not being portrayed. Uh, this is not a good thing to gain a thousand pounds. 
uh, for a man to have sex with you, she's already like at 600 pounds. It's not healthy. I don't think it's good. Uh, last one I have, a man drinks his wife's breast milk. Now, she enjoys it when he drinks her breast milk. Um, and also, a fact I feel like I need to bring up, they're both not good looking. Like, it is not a good looking thing. Um, and he's like, I'm a, I like my wife's breast milk and it makes me so excited when she gets pregnant. I'm like, oh God, this is the cringiest shit I've ever seen in my goddamn fucking life. Okay. That's all I have to say on uh, the quality TLC content. Next one I watched was Q Into the Storm. So this is about QAnon, or as I like to say on the show, QAnon. QAnon is the actual name of it. I'm going to say QAnon because it's a habit for me. And so don't miss me with that bullshit. So I watched that HBO documentary. It was actually really well done. Um, Let me go into all my topics I had. So, okay, so initially... I don't, like, pay attention to more, like, conservative news sources because I know they're full of shit. After Donald Trump became president, I'm like, anything that's relative to be anything conservative is just fucking goddamn shit. And I'm not going to pay attention to that shit anymore. So I just block that shit out of anything I do in life. So uh, QAnon, I guess, existed during this time on 8chan. And also, I don't go on 8chan or 4chan. Because I like to have sex with women, and uh, that's the case. So I thought it was like a news website. Turns out it was just actually just like one guy on the internet on 8chan. Uh, so at the beginning of this thing, they interview a bunch of fucking dopes and uh, YouTubers known as QTubers. I mean, I like Pokemon, so I know Poketubers. They're QTubers. Bunch of fucking dopes and fucking R-words, which is Republican, which I hope you get what the hell I'm trying to say with that. Um, they call it themselves like they were, they refer to their new life, this life they're currently living as red pills. Meaning uh, between, it's like the, uh, was it the fucking movie? The Matrix. You take the red pill to understand the world around you and the blue pill to just live your normal life. They're like, I'm red pilled. I know what the fuck is going on with this fucking shit. I know that fucking Hillary Clinton has a pizza par- pizza parlor that's for molesting children and eating babies. I'm like, that sounds fucking R-worded. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so y- you know the type of people who fucking believe this. We all know someone who believes this shit, and uh, I am willing to call them out on how R-worded they are. Folks, I am willing to do that. So you go into that, and, you know, Q is posting a lot on... Uh, 8chan, so uh, we get to the point where the guy who created the documentary meets the inventor or founder of uh, 8chan, um, which is a cesspool for cute posts. I wrote that in my notes. Uh, Frederick Brennan. Now, Frederick Brennan has a brittle bone disease, which I don't think is funny. And I know they kind of made a couple jokes, or at least Ron made a couple jokes in the documentary about Frederick, but I don't think there's anything funny about that. Uh, that makes me feel sad. And like I said, if something makes me feel sad, I'm avoiding it. So we're not making fun of his brittle bone disease, FYI, at all. So like, he learned his little backstory. He created 8chan because he wanted to create like a 
website that was a mix between Reddit and 4chan, and I guess that was what 8chan was. Uh, but before he created 8chan, he was actually on an incel website, which I cannot remember the name, had something to do with wizards. And uh, so he started as an incel, but then he met a woman. She was actually very good-looking. Uh, she had a fetish for disabled men. Like I said, he had brittle bone disease, and he was in a wheelchair, and he wasn't that... He's not that big of a guy. Uh, and so he was kicked out of the insult group for having sex. And so he had to like, do a walk of shame. It's, I just imagine me getting kicked out of a group. that's like, you had sex. You, therefore, we kick you out. I'm like, sorry, man, I'm out. I wish I could do better by you. But I had my dick handled by a real woman. And so that's how he created the the website. So creates website. And so then he meets Jim and Ron Watkins. Now Jim is so Jim bought 8chan and he was like so technically he bought it. And though 8chan makes zero money, he's very persistent in making sure that 8chan exists, but also Ron his son is also the one who like runs 8chan, but his dad bought it. So they're like, oh, look, 8chan doesn't make any money. I don't know why you're so consistent about it. And like, so like they do like a ton of interviews over time about it. And you're like, oh, 8chan's stupid. I don't know why I just bought it for my son. It's so fucking stupid. But eventually they have to eventually change it to 8con because Frederick goes in like, I wish I never made 8chan. So they changed it to 8con and shit like that, and they keep running it, and they're like, we believe in free speech, but also, we're not politi- politi- political, but we also are political. You, like, find that out over time in the documentary, like, oh, yeah, they're very into politics, and they're very pro-Trump. So, they basically have to change it to 8-cun, or whatever the fuck is Yeah, 8-cun. But Frederick keeps attacking them with all this random-ass thing, and so, like, Frederick makes a penis joke about uh, Jim and Jim's like, I'm going to send a lawyer. And then eventually, cause Filipino law, they don't have like free speech like we do in America. And so like, eventually like his lawyer gets word of that and is like, Hey man, you're going to be indicted and sent to prison. But Frederick is also had brittle bone disease. Very, very, very disabled. And so, uh, I guess the guy who, uh, is doing the documentary flew to the Philippines, helped Frederick leave the country, get to California as quickly as possible. And he avoid jail sentence because in the Philippines, jail means you're, you're, you're basically fucking dead. Uh, so he actually did save a life. The ends justify the memes, if you want to say. But, like, also, yeah, no, like, you watch it through and through. Jim and Ron, like, are cracking through it. And they're like, we very much like QAnon and shit like that. And, like, we very much follow it. Eventually, they go to, like, the January 6th riots in Washington, D.C., where they're going to have the insurrection or whatever the fuck. And Jim is with the guy who's doing the fucking, uh, I, I guess his name is Cullen, who's doing the documentary. He's watching the insurrection happen, like people attacking the Capitol. And he feels like, and it looks like he feels proud of what is happening in this situation. So like, obviously they're basically Q, they're figuring the shit out. And so like, you know, basically leads up to people being fucking dopes and then people being so fucking R-worded that they attack the capital thinking they're going to actually figure this out. We have the strongest fucking military in the world. America does. And you think you're going to be able to fucking hold a revolution. That's shit. But like Ron seemed very proud. 
No, sorry. Uh, what the fuck was his name? Jim seems very proud of it. So it basically concludes that they basically figure out Ron is Q or QAnon and basically like, oh, yeah, you are smarter than a bunch of dopes and you keep doing this shit. And then his Twitter didn't help out at all anyways. But now figured out that Ron Watkins is QAnon and I'm basically good behind that. Um, now, I, I do believe, I think it's Ron. However, did they get help from like the U.S. government or... Someone there, what the fuck is his name? The guy who does Breitbart, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, could he have helped? Um, yeah, probably. Other people, yeah, they could have helped. I definitely don't believe that. I definitely believe they probably could have helped that shit. Uh, but anyways, uh, anyone who follows QAnon is a fucking dipshit. And, uh, if you're offended from what I just said, I hope you are because you are an actual fucking dipshit. And, uh, if you want to meet face to face, I will call you a dipshit face to face. That is what I have to say about that. We've been going through this pandy for over a year now, and any responsible human would groan at the idea of leaving your home. Why should you have to leave your home to buy alcohol either? That's where Drizzly comes in handy. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. I use Drizzly at least once and sometimes twice a week, and it's so easy that going to the liquor store is a thing of the past. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that provides it to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description gets $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our link, you directly support this show. I live alone, so cooking can become very sad when cooking for one. That's why I order food from local restaurants often because I know they're struggling and I know I don't have to cook when I'm feeling depressed. That's why I absolutely love DoorDash because they have been my food savior during this pandy. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you crave directly to your door. With over 300 thousand partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery. Download the DoorDash app from the link in our description. It's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe. Get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders, over $15, when you sign up using the link in the description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so it's time for me to solve all of your relationship problems because apparently y'all have a lot of problems and uh, I'm the only one here to fix them. If you have a problem with your relationship and you would like me to solve it for you, you can always email the shwedcast at gmail.com. More than happy to solve anything you have. Let's just go straight into it. Let's go into the first question. My friend thinks that my 20... No, sorry. My friend thinks that my girlfriend is too much of an alpha female. Is that a bad thing? I've been with my girlfriend for just over a year and a half, and we moved in together a few months ago. It's by the... 
by far the best relationship I've ever been in, and I feel complete with her. I want I was talking with my friends over lunch earlier today, and he said he thinks she's too much of an alpha female in the relationship and said that I'm whipped. What the fuck does that mean? I got pretty annoyed and told him to shut the fuck up and stop talking badly about my girlfriend. Now, to be honest, I would say my girlfriend is an alpha and is kind of the way in our relationship, but I love that about her. I'm 99% sure my friend was just being a jealous jerk. He's single as fuck, but I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Thoughts I have about this situation. So I'm not necessarily involved in wherever the hell your situation is. I'm going to give my thoughts on uh, what I think about it. Um, So you said alpha female. So there's two types. Like a woman who, obviously, we, we think of an alpha female. Female. Apparently we're not supposed to say that. Um, that that That's the idea I'm okay with. I think it's fine that she's the alpha female. I think what your friend may be going to is that she's replaced your mom where the idea what's which is the idea of you like when you used to hang out with friends you used to ask your mom like hey mom can i hang out with them and your mom would be like sure that's okay or your mom would be like no i want you to stay in tonight that may be an idea that they're wanting to i think the term of alpha female is not the correct term it's more or less a uh is my girlfriend my new mom uh, that's going to be the best situation for it. So if she is just like very much an alpha, the, the idea of an alpha, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to like be talking about that shit, but, uh, I don't think that's a problem at all. Like she's like very, very forward and like, well, you say it's an alpha, but however, if she's a replacement for your mom and she won't let you hang out with your friends because you have some fucking chore to do or whatever the fuck, that's different. So you have to decide, is she really an alpha female or is she just a replacement for your mom? That's what we all want to know. Let's move on to the next question. Girlfriend wants open relationship until it's inconvenient. Claims I will cheat on her. All right. I am in a relationship with my girlfriend about two weeks ago. My girlfriend wants an open relationship. I told her I was okay with it, and she downloaded Tinder and went on two dates. She said she even kissed one of her dates. After waiting for a bit, I decided to have coffee with an old friend who is a woman on a Saturday. Our relationship has always been up and down, but it's been good for the most part. I told my girlfriend that I was going to go on a coffee date for Coffee Saturday with this old friend, and she then said she no longer wanted an open relationship. She then said she deleted tinder and didn't want me to see the girl even as a friend because in the past i viewed her in a different light i told my girlfriend that i value her more than this girl i decided not to go out with not to uh, i cannot read i decided not to go have coffee with her because it would make my girlfriend happy i stopped communicating with the old friend and one night i saw my girlfriend texting a man called b from the Tinder app she deleted. Uh, she th- she said it's okay for her to have friends because it won't have sex with them. She then said that I cheated on other girls in the past and that my belief in polygamy is inc- incited in- incidents when I cheated. That took me way too long to realize that was incidents. Uh, when I cheated, but she did not have any that came to mind. I 
I asked her why she could still be talking to someone she met on Tinder, and she, she said that she doesn't have any romantic feelings towards them. She just wants friendship. I asked if she felt I could friend I could friends on Tinder. She told me no, because Tinder is a dating app. That is true. Tinder is a dating app. Do not fucking get on Tinder for goddamn fucking friends. Uh, that is not an app for friends. That is an app for uh, getting your penis touched, at least for men. And for women, it's for getting your penis licked. That's what the app is for. Do not be like, I just want goddamn fucking friends, because that is not what the app is for. Um, yeah, no. Tell her. You, you have to be honest. I have to have a conversation with her. You have to kind of, I guess, I hate using this fucking language, be the alpha in the situation. Be like, look, you're going on dates with other guys. That means I get to go on date with women. And if you don't like that, maybe we shouldn't be in a goddamn fucking open relationship. That's the fucking problem with open relationship. Someone gets jealous. And in that situation, you didn't care, but she actually did care. She wanted it to be a situation where she had you as her boyfriend to do the goddamn boyfriend shit. And then she got to fuck around with other guys. That's the situation you got yourself into. So she isn't like you doing that shit. And then tell her that she needs to stop doing that shit. So if you want to continue an open relationship, do that shit. But however, she's going to have to deal with you fucking other women. And if she doesn't like that, you got to be monogamous. That's the question. That's the problem. And that's why I hate this whole fucking open relationship shit. Because someone gets jealous and then someone gets hurt. And it looks like in that situation, she was the one who asked for it. And then she was the one who got jealous. That's the situation you got yourself in. So, miss me with that bullshit. Okay. Next. Next thing. Okay. New boyfriend surprised me with a vibrator. Uh, I started talking to this guy back in February. And we started officially dating by the end of March. We've been sexually active. But the other day, he told me he had a surprise for me. And pulled out a vibrator. When we were about to go at it, we have, haven't have been together for a full two weeks. And I'm not sure if this is appropriate. At least this early on. Everything about it seems fine. And it seems like he genuinely cares about me. But for some reason, this just doesn't scream right. Okay. So, it sounds like he's had a relationship in the past. Uh, where she had a hard time kind of getting off in the situation, but he was, you know, had a normal thing. Women are like that. It's it's a normal thing. Like, women, uh, a female, a woman orgasm, I'm not going to say female orgasm. A woman orgasm, it's either the stars have to align for everything to be perfect for her to get an orgasm, or she gets it normally, like, a nor- like most people. So he probably had the situation where he was like, oh, it's, gonna take a lot to make her get off so i'm just gonna uh just get her a vibrator early and then we figure it out and it's all a good time that's the situation probably it's probably not you uh it's probably past relationships that he's trying to figure out so uh don't don't think about that too hard that's probably the situation next one boyfriend hit reddit account where he's been posting pictures of himself wearing my thongs um, oh boy, I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fucking do this. Uh, so I just found out that my boyfriend has had a Reddit account for the past four years where he's been posting pornographic pics and videos of himself wearing thongs and captioning the posts with things like, please fuck me. We've been dating for a year and we've 
we're very open with one another. He recently opened up to me saying he thinks he might be bisexual and gender fluid and possibly trans. Uh, but he's not sure. All fine and dandy with me. I'm pansexual and I love him dearly. I continuously look for ways to support him and encouraging him to discover new parts of who he is. And I'll love him no matter how he identifies. That being said... Uh, when I found his secret account that we, he's had for four years, I was left feeling guilt, gutted, and betrayed. He had other accounts, too, where guys were sent with some videos of themselves coming on his pics slash videos. He would also comment on pics of dicks saying how he wants to suck them all day long. I really love him, and he's the best partner I've ever had, but I'm having a really hard time with moving on from this and being able to trust him again fully. He said sorry that he's never he he'd never do it again, but yikes where do we go from here, fellow uh people? I'm kinda shocked. Um this one's fucking I don't know how to fucking answer this. Um Honestly, I'm going to go with, like, whatever my gut reaction is at the same time. Like, he's seeking validation on the internet from other people. I'll say that. But uh, at the same time, it doesn't look like he's cheating on you. Now, you may not like what the fuck he's doing. Uh, tell him to stop that or her, depending on their sexuality. Good thing you're pansexual because it sounds like this is a relationship you can actually work out through. At the same time, yeah, um, tell him to stop doing shit on the internet, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck, how I'm, folks, how, how I'm supposed to fucking respond to that. Some weird fucking shit. Um, just hope that he's, uh, not having sex with, uh, anyone but you, because actual cheating is real cheating. That's all I have to say. Um. I'm going to move on because that one just threw me off guard. Straight man living with a lesbian. Did I just fucking pick all the fucking hardest ones? Uh, I've known her for a long time. We're best friends and know almost everything about each other. We started getting drunk and having sex occasionally about 10 years ago. She is gay but still makes out and has sex with me. After a few drinks sometimes, I've fallen for her, but she's a lesbian. I live with her because we can't afford to live separately. I'm confused about what I should do with these feelings. I know she loves me, but not like I love her. Any help would be great. Um, okay, buddy. Uh, she's continually saying she's a lesbian. Just don't get the idea of, like, in love with her. Get that fucking thought out of your head. Um, sex, however, um... If you enjoy it, keep doing it, man. I mean, keep doing you. Sex is fun. Keep doing it. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to really have to say about that shit. Uh, like, she says she's gay, but she gets drunk and has sex with you. Um, that sounds like a problem with her. But with you, uh, since you're the one writing this, I would say uh, stop having, having feelings for her. Because she has a lot of things going on that you have no understanding about. And you should not be focusing on that shit, okay? That's going to be something I would say. Uh, don't be figure out a way to not be in love with her, but enjoy the ride. That's all I have to say. Um, how many questions do I have left? Three? 
Uh, we got we had a couple folks. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get through these uh, pretty quickly. Um, my for my god damn it, I cannot read tonight. Uh, my boyfriend told me that I look hotter than ever while I'm pregnant, and that he thinks the extra weight suits me. Anyone else have this happen? At first, I thought he was just saying it to be nice, but he has assured me over and over that pregnancy is hot on me and that the weight I've gained looks good and suits me better than before I was pregnant. I can't tell if he's just saying it so I feel hot, but he swears he would take pregnant me over me before any day of the week. I can't say I expect a guy to say this ever, but has anyone else gotten this from their men before? So, um, I can't personally relate, but I'm going to go with what I've seen on TV. So, I'm a big fan of How You Met Your Mother. And Lily, uh, Allison Hannigas, uh, her name, first name's Allison. Uh, she, like, was, she got pregnant at least two times while on the show. And, like, at the beginning, she was, like, a super skinny. Like, super, super, super skinny. Nothing wrong with being super, super skinny. But anyways, she got pregnant, and they, like, hit it, you know, doing the movie magic shit. And then once she had the baby, uh, like, her boobs were bigger. She kind of, like, filled out a little bit, you know. Uh, she wasn't super skinny, but she still looked good. So that's that's what I'm thinking when I hear this. So, you know, not necessarily, you know, he may, you know, he may have, he probably liked you before, obviously. Like, he married you and shit like that. When you had the baby and you thing it up a little bit, you're, it sounds like you're super, super scrawny, getting a little bit of, Got a little bit thick with the two C's, and that's probably why he likes you. And so he's like, oh, I'm dating a new woman right now. That's probably the shit he likes. He's like, I feel like I'm dating a new woman right now. I'm married to a new woman right now, and he's really just enjoying that. So uh, don't overthink it. Men are simple creatures who just enjoy women. So don't overthink that shit. You're fine. You're definitely just fucking fine. Um, how many questions do I have up to three? Okay, we only have three three more. Jeez. Okay, let's get through this. I'm, like, super fucking hungry. Um, boyfriend is disgusted by my period. Okay. I already have thoughts on this. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for the past three years. We When we first got together, he was very understanding when I would get my period. I have... I would accidentally bleed through it was never an issue. Recently, when I have been getting my period, he is totally disgusted by it. One night while I was sleeping, I bled through onto the sheets in the morning. He was so angry with me and said it was disgusting. I have I was very taken aback. I have never seen him react like this, and it me made me feel really bad about myself. I said to him that I can't control it, that I didn't like his tone or the way he was speaking about it. He didn't really care about my opinion or try to reassure me. Feels like he really resents me over this. Other than this, we have never had relationship issues, nor have I ever try to initiate any sex while on my period or anything like that this feels like it comes out of nowhere i don't really know how to approach the situation any advice would be appreciated okay so i would like to send a message to all the men out there who do are not accepting of a woman's period um grow the fuck up women are gonna do that ship shit 
God damn it. <laughs> Women are going to do that shit. You're not going to like it, but it's nothing they can control. So grow the fuck up and get the fuck over it. It's not worth it to start a fight on that shit. They're going to do it. Um, you don't have to have sex with them while they're on their period. Some people are okay with that. Some are not. Um, me, I haven't decided yet. I haven't been in that situation. All my... I have not been in a serious thing in a while. Just shitty things that make good songs. But anyways, no, grow the fuck up. Realize women are going to have their period. Realize that shit's going to happen. And shut the fuck up. You're probably way more gross than she is. You need to shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> I'm grossed up by your periods. I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen. But she's going to have them anyways. You goddamn idiot. She's going to fucking have it whether you like it or not it's the same as fucking pooping like everyone's gonna poop regardless of whether you want to or not okay that's my rant um boyfriends struggling stay hard during sex i think i'm gonna have a solution for this for the last month or so my boyfriend has been struggling staying completely hard during sex we have been going through a bit of a rough patch and didn't talk for about a week but when we met up and we made up Everything was great, and we were all over each other, completely in love, passionate, and intimate to the max, which is how we usually are together. Before this break, about a month ago, he experienced some of the same things once or twice. Yesterday, we had sex. It was great. He finished, but he explained later that he was only about 70 to 80% hard, and he didn't know why, and that it's been happening for a while. I know he wants me because if I so much as touch his leg or if he makes out or gets hard, but the moment he enters it, he loses it a little. I'm worried at this point he's just in his head. And even if he's in the moment and is turned on when he starts penetrating, he focuses on his dick too much. His focus is on his ditch to make, which he leads getting soft i can tell he's embarrassed and frustrated because it's clear he really wants to have sex but he can't and he doesn't understand why i tried sucking the stick earlier and he wasn't fully hard then either which he usually loves and i didn't mind but after he felt terrible and he was mostly worried about me and how i'd take it we've already oh i'm sorry we've always had a super strong sex life and our chemistry is the is the strongest aspect in our relationship, so it's never once been a problem. On a normal day, we will have sex multiple times a day and both have a good orgasm. Good for you. I haven't acted upset or disappointed at all. I kissed him and told him it was fine and that he will find a solution, and if it keeps happening, maybe he can go to a doctor. He's so frustrated, parentheses, and horny, that he joked about buying Viagra because he explained that he wants me a lot, but also is really frustrated because he keeps this keeps happening. He doesn't drink ever, do drugs, or doesn't really watch porn. He usually watched videos we made together. He even told me that he masturbated a few times in the last week, and when masturbating alone, it happened to him. He said it was completely flaccid if he watched normal porn and he'd only get into it if he watched our videos. It's also not like his libido is low because I can tell how much he wants it. I've acted chill and understanding because I didn't want to add extra pressure. I know 
that will just make it worse, and I know it's not about his attraction towards me. I should also know that he isn't completely flaccid and never is. He will be about 50 to 80% hard, enough that it feels good for me during sex, but he struggles to thrust. That's the report. Do you know why this could be happening? And what can I do on my end to help? So, looks like you're doing everything on your own on your end to help. You said you give him blowjobs. That's the thing, though. If you're like, oh, my man's not hard during sex, give him a, just put your mouth on it for a little bit. See if it gets hard, then go for it. That's a good, that doesn't mean that's a thing for me. Uh, that's what I think. But no, it looks like you're trying everything. Um, one of this idea is that a, uh, what I, I've been saying for a while, that erectile dysfunction can be a like check engine light for a man. So maybe he maybe needs to go to a doctor and uh, do some lab tests. And if they all come back fine, He's probably just like, maybe he needs some boner pills and shit like that. You know, it, it's just very simple like that. He just probably needs some boner pills. Uh, but, you know, like, go see a do- If you're having erectile dysfunction, like, you're actually having real problems. Like, not like me trying to jerk off. And, like, you're like, am I hard yet? And shit like that. But, like, you're with a partner and, like, you can't get it up. Go see a doctor because it could be a check engine light on your life. Uh, but if not, uh, nevertheless, he persisted and... Uh, yeah, you might just be getting boner pills from a gas station. Worst case scenario, or maybe real pills. I don't know what your life's like. Okay, we got one more question. Um, how do I politely address problems in the bedroom? Long story short, I have been talking to a girl for a little bit. She seems really into me, and I really like her as well. I haven't gone official yet, but I'm sure it won't be long. Anyways, the other night we were getting hot and heavy. <laughs> Thank you, Seinfeld. A little bit, and she stated that she wanted to go down on me. This is where my problem arises. During this, it wasn't the best with what she was doing to be blunt, some teeth and all. She also seemed like she didn't know what to do with her hands. I was hoping for some input on how to give some constructive input to her. I thought about saying something then and there, but I didn't want to seem rude or hurt her feelings. I do like her a lot and would like the relationship to progress. I'm just not sure of the best way to address the w- this without coming across as rude slash ungrateful slash or anything of that nature. I was also afraid if I said something, she would maybe think I've been around the block a lot, which I definitely have not. Uh, not sure that it matters, but she's she is upper 20s and I'm lower 20s age. Any acceptance input constructive input is to help okay so this is a situation i've wanted to like do speeches on so you so this idea of a woman like willing to give oral sex is a godsend this is like a dream come true this is what you want in life blowjob is the best thing blowjobs are the best that's like my church that i've built you have a problem where it wasn't that good and there's teeth Obviously, make a mention like, hey, don't use your teeth so much. Just say that. Just say that shit. And it'll fix the problem right away. However, never tell her that her blowjob was bad. Never tell a woman her blowjob was bad. Because the moment you tell a woman her blowjob was bad, her self-esteem goes down, and she doesn't want to get blowjobs anymore. That's the thing. You always tell a woman her blowjobs are good. Even if you don't like it, but if there's teeth involved, tell her to fix that shit and then you're like oh and then once she does that and you're like oh this feels good 
shit like that. Because how I've learned is you gotta you gotta let a woman know that you like it when you give when she gives you a blowjob, and once she gives you a blowjob, she's she feels confident about it and she's willing to give you more. Is that sexist? I don't know, but anyways, I know it works. So you always tell a woman her blowjobs are good, but if teeth are involved or it starts to hurt, then tell her to not use so much teeth. That's all you have to do, and then tell her it's really great. You always tell a woman her blowjobs are great, regardless of the situation. That's how I want to end this episode, is always tell a woman her blowjobs are great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy. I am Sweezy, a.k.a. the Foreplay King. Y'all know what it is. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, email the shwedcast at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to answer any of your questions on air while I record this show. Uh, my Follow my music and my socials at the Shweezy, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, not Tinder, uh, Amazon, and YouTube. Go check me out there. Like and subscribe to this show and the Twitch account wherever you're listening to this. And if you want to spend more, $5 a month gets you ad-free episodes of this and all my shows. So thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cancel Shweezy. Um, like always, I always want to end this episode with honk if you love butt drugs and also stay awesome. Hey there, my fellow Shwoke Lord. Thank you so much for finishing that episode. It means a lot to me. If you want to support the show even further, check us out on Patreon, where you can get ad-free episodes of all my shows. Once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and stay awesome.